On this episode of Puro's Miners Bro, we preview the Miners' next home game against the Nevada Wolfpack right here on Puro's Miners Bro. And welcome to Puro's Miners Bro, Mondo the Moss from Medina, along with Alex Nicolas. It's game week, baby. How you feel? Hey, hey, hey turn up that beat. Let me Hold get a little YouTube freestyle. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not see. Love that. <laughs> DJ Mondo Mix, and we're back in the mix here on Pluto's Miners, bro. Week, well, I guess this is week what did you four. Do for the bye week? What did you do for the bye week? I watched Conference USA football. I, I watched that UTSA Army game. I was following a couple games, and then obviously that Clemson-Syracuse game, and then, uh, you know, stepped out and kind of enjoyed it. Had, yeah. Have a couple cold ones, get out and enjoy. You know, we don't get much free time during football season, exactly. bro. We never do, so any opportunity Ask you me can what get, I did. prepare for the Cowboys. Oh no, no, that's that's actually pretty easy for me. That's Sa- what I did. Saturday night. I what did you do? I went to the gym. <laughs> a little little cardio, a little cardio. No, I mean I actually went to the gym in the, during the day and I actually got to have like a two hour workout and just enjoy then afterwards just hung out with family and friends and you had a good time. For me that's the, a good time. Because the next six, seven weeks is great yeah, time for yeah, you guys. Exactly. So, no so doubt about for it. all of us here at Putos Miners Bro. So a bye weekend, the big question will be what adjustments were made and if you look at the depth chart that was put out today. Well the big question everybody was gonna we're gonna be talking about that we're gonna talk about right now and we're not just gonna mess around straight up. We talk about the depth chart. Who was gonna be the quarterback for this game because remember we talked about it last time when it was Texas Tech first half Brandon Jones couldn't get anything going against that uh let's say just say bigger faster stronger Texas Tech defense they put in Kyle Loxley in all of a sudden he gets a movement couldn't get any points they got three points they, they would have had six if the uh if Beckley would have made that first uh field goal attempt but the bottom line is that he was the team looked different. The offense looked different when Kyle Loxley was out there. So he got some movement against Texas Tech. So the biggest question is who is going to be the starting quarterback? Well, going back to our last conversation, you know, we were kind of on split ends of where they would go with the quarterback situation. I thought Kyle was the guy. It turned out you were correct the way that they're yeah. going to go about it. And and the interesting thing about this is Tuesday, not not today. Yeah, they talked about it Tuesday, but Tuesday, Brett Bloomquist had an article in the El Paso Times that basically Dimmel got out in front of it, and he said Jones is our guy. You know, Kai will play, but Jones is the guy, and they're continuing to ride with Brandon. I don't disagree with that. I thought I thought maybe they'd go left field and, and pull out Kai, but I also like the fact that this was on a Tuesday of a bye week, and Dimmel went out there, and he didn't leave any speculation. He said who's his guy. He also, it was a disclaimer, you know, and, and just to your point, there's a leash. How long it is, we don't yeah, know. Yeah. That the, the coaches' staff, that's probably what they're working on this week. But you know that that is the way to go. I wanted to see Kai. Um, you know that was just being me. You know I wasn't trying. I was trying to be a little bit objective, the monster. But I thought that's the way they'd go. Oh, because but like because you saw the difference, the, the, the exactly. offense. And, and and let me be honest with you, hundred percent honest. When you watch a game on TV, you get to watch all the different angles. When I'm on the sideline, you don't. You only get one angle. Right. Basically, you only get one view. You don't get the the aerial view, and that's why you have the more likely the 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 defensive and offensive coordinators up at the press boxes. They can see everything that's going on. But with UTEP, Coach Mike Cox likes to be on the field where Canellas is up on top and uh, in, in the booth, so they can see different things. So, I mean, even you yourself, you're you're sending me tweets. I mean, text. Hey, check out the the side of the. 
of the line because I couldn't see that because of the angle. But it's a, it's a totally different perspective is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, and really, so the next thing that, you know, you're looking at, you mentioned it right away, the offensive line. I really thought we would see some sort of adjustment on the offensive line. But the only one that that really stands out is that left tackle. And, and we talked about the left yeah, side of the offensive of line. The so Darda Lee and Zuri Henry, we're going to see more of a rotation. That is going to be a short lease situation. Honestly, I really thought we'd see movement with Greg Long and Jeremiah Byers on the right side. But the left side of that UTEP offensive line has been really the struggle fest. And not only that, but also on the left offensive line, you know, you got Bobby DeHaro there who's played well. You know, he's going to be tested there. I think that left side is really going to be a big is going to be a see how much they've adjusted and, and reading Dana Dana Demo's comments and hearing it today it's about fundamentals you know they yeah. went back to the basics this week early on in practice last week and I thought that's key you know to start off that bye week you work on yourself you you know you're breaking down film and it's not so much executing your scheme obviously the coaches found that you know what's not executing the scheme is the basic techniques you know whether it's footwork whether it's getting off the ball whether it's hand placement um, you know not only that but you know what UTEP struggled with picking up blisses you know it's not there's been some instances where UTEP has just kind of blown it from a mental standpoint and you know guys fly wide but is it that base are they not breaking off of their stance correctly or are they not picking up and identifying pre-snap just basic technique things so that's what I think is going to be a key to see on the adjustment side on offense obviously Brandon Jones in the mix at 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 quarterback I know a lot of people now are starting to say well where's Dion where's Dion where's Dion you know he's gonna redshirt guys more likely he did address that today and and that was kind of interesting to see that I mean that's been the big question all year but you know now it's about developing the guys that are there you know the guys that you know the Josh Fields is the 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 Trayvon Hughes Jess Trussell at tight end Trey Wolf at receiver um you know Devon Cooper at the other side of receiver so you know now it's week three and it's a week four week game three you know now you've had this like we talked about in preseason this is the perfect scenario for UTEP you have a game that you should win which they did in Houston Baptist they did a tough game against Texas Tech a bye week and now a game that you know looking at Nevada as we transition to them that's a good team but well, that's a game back, at home UTEP back, should compete. let me get back to Dion it's it's not clear that he's gonna red shirt right away you know um but the fact is that he said that he's going to, you know, remember there's that rule that you can play four games. Yeah, I'll oversee him. And he, so he's going he's, he's gonna to pick and choose which games he's going to put him in. And he said straight up, like, if I'm going to put him in, I'm going to put him in for a big playing amount of time. So I, I want to see what he can do out smart. there. So that's what that was. Because I think Brett Bloomquist from the El Paso Times straight up asked him today, like, what's the plan for Hankins? And I think that's the thing, what you just said and what I just added to and, it. And, so. I, and I think, I mean, the bigger question, come on, Brett, the bigger question is what are they going to do with that offensive line? I, Dion, you know, he, he's going to be a great player, and I think it's pretty obvious. But that's my biggest question of the week is how well is this offensive line going to continue well, to grow? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting them to bounce back because, like I said, I mean, bigger, faster, stronger i mean they just like i said you call it what it was i mean they were just out power out, outmatched and up the guys from texas tech were just more powerful man i mean straight up that's exactly what it was and what's going to be interesting is this this nevada front seven is also pretty good you know this is a team that's kind of they haven't allowed teams to run all over them you know they're only allowing 4.1 yards per carry um they've only allowed three rushing touchdowns on the season you know so that's kind of that's, that's a strength versus a strength in a sense. They're run defense against UTEP's run offense, you know, and that's really what's going to show, you know, like you said, it's it's last week it was bigger, stronger, faster. Now the playing field is a little bit even. Group I, of five I, I, versus I think group about of this. Five. If they're able to beat a team like Nevada, uh, I think that'll give them a lot of confidence, even if it's close. Let's just say they lose, but it's close. But if they can pull out this victory, I mean, 
you got a team that's already uh, beat a Big Ten opponent there, you know, in Purdue, and they open up the season, but then they get destroyed by Oregon by uh, by a lot. Sixty-seven it was, points. Yeah, something like that. It was six to seventy-seven, but then they barely squeak out that victory against a, a Weber State. Was it Weber? Is it Weber or Weber? Weber, Weber State. Weber, Weber State. From Mike Price, he's the coach. Yeah, uh, nineteen to thirteen, they barely win. So, uh, I'm sure uh, Coach Dana Dimmel had uh, a chance to talk to the. Weber State coach and ask him, hey, how'd you guys do it on defense? Yeah, and, and you know that's that's a competitive FCS team. You know, I, I don't think that's that that's that's not a bad. I mean, of course, you always want to smash a, a an FCS team, but that's not a bad loss for Nevada. You know, Weber State is a really really good FCS team, and that was a team that you know Nevada just made the mistakes. They they had some key mistakes in the ball game. Carson but they Strong, they were able to win. Then they were able so. to win that game, but they shut down. I mean, it, it wasn't yeah. about it wasn't Weber State moving the ball on them. You look at that Weber State average two. Point seven yards per carry. That's sixty three yards through the air. They threw an interception in that ball game. You know they just they couldn't get nothing going on offense. But it was just Nevada, just small mistakes that really, when you look at kind of the overall of that ball game, it was really third down, and that's what UTEP is going to have to do. You know they're going to have to get that Nevada offense in third down. Carson Strong though, you know. He's a very talented guy. This is a, a Nevada offense that's that's really pistol based, but red they spread freshman. out red shirt freshman, and he's having himself a really really good season and. You know, it, this is really going to test that UTEP defense. I think, you know, they got to be feeling good about themselves. No, even though, you know, what happened, we yep, talked about yep, against. Yep, yep. But this is another one of those pass-happy teams. They're, they're not going to spread it around like we've seen in the first two weeks of the season. Um, you know, when you face in a Houston Baptist and you, and you face a, a Nevada team, they're going to spread it around in terms of, you know, you have – I'm looking right here. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different guys that have seven or more catches, but they run kind of that same offense UTEP runs. They're going to go pistol. They're going to go H-back. They'll spread it out. They may go trips here and there, um, but, you know, it, it's a very, very multiple offense, a very difficult offense to defend because you have to account for the run, and not only that, you have a quarterback that can really sling it around, and then they have some good size at, at receiver. You know, they have some they really, do. really good size. Caleb Fossum And they got really some great out. special teams play as well. And, and so that, it, it's, it's really... To to me, I, I'm looking at this game from the spread standpoint, the, the point spread. What you is know, the point spread? Utah, I haven't even looked it at was, it. It, was, it opened up at 16.5 Nevada. That's gone down to the minors, 13.5 now for Nevada. I think UTEP covers. I, I mean, let's just get into it. I think UTEP can keep this game close. Keys to it, keys to it for one, they got to take care of the football. You can't afford turnovers. Uh, second of all, defensively, you got to get off the field on third down. If you get Nevada in a third and 11, a third and eight, third and nine, you got to put pressure on the quarterback. You got to be able to have a create coverage sacks and not only that, but create pressure without that. You know what I mean? We got to see a pass rush defensively. Third one, we got to see some big plays out of the offense. Somebody has to step up on offense and really take this thing over. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. I think this is a game that that it'll play in UTEP's favors, that they can keep it in the teens so, so and the 20s. So basically what you're saying, this is going to be the type of game that the the ones that don't make any key mistakes, like when it comes to the yes. uh, special teams, uh, the turnovers and things like that, Those are that's the team that's going to win this game. That's I think what so. You think. I think because both defenses can dictate in this game, I think you're going to see UTEP, UTEP's defense Continue to stay, take a positive step. Yeah. We didn't think it was going to happen this early, Monster. We no. we knew that this defense yeah. was eventually going to gel and play well. I mean, from what we saw in week one to week two, that's surprising. So I think my, my biggest thing, excuse me for interrupting you, brother, is back on the offense because I mean the defense. I have like Coach Cox does a great job. He's he's got some good guys on that. And I think the the thing about having that the bye week is you rest guys that were kind of banged up. Uh, but for me, it's with the offense situation there because 
I, I, I want to know, yeah, Brandon's going to start, but are you going to go? I want to know what the rotation is because right. Coach Demo today on the press conference was talking about that. It's going to be up to him, you know, the rotation because we asked him, oh, what type of rotation? He goes, I don't know. He was like straight up, I don't know yet. I got to see how each guy does. So, I mean, are we going to see one series like if Brandon isn't able to move him or generate a first down or actually get some movement, they don't score any points? Are you going to put Kai in the very next drive to see what he can do? And then you're going to decide, I mean, or are you going to give Brandon three series and then well, that's not working? Well, let's put in Kai, you know, because you wait three series. That could already be the whole first quarter when you think about that, you know. So I'm, I'm curious to see, or are we going to see the same situation where, like, first half is Brandon and if it's not working, then we're going to go with Kai. Because like he straight up said that whoever's the most productive is going to be the one playing. But hot hand. My, my question is... When do we see them? Like who's, I mean, Brandon's going to start, but like, I think now what we talked about last week, like you even mentioned it already, I think now Brandon is on a short leash. And that that's a great counterpoint to kind of what I was saying about somebody stepping up. I'm looking for a skill guy to step up, but I, you kind of just convinced me that I think the quarterback's got to step up mm -hmm. now and make plays. It, it's not so much, you know, yes, in the running game, we want to see Hughes have a big day, but, you know, I think that's a big key. I think you hit it right on the head, Monster. We got to see somebody at the quarterback position step up, whether it's Kai, whether it's Brandon. We're rooting for both of them. Yeah, you know, of course. I, I, you know, in the past couple I, I years. I want the team to win. The, I want both of them The, the to past be good. couple years, the fan base has been split. You know, it's been your Ryan Mets guys. I'm a Ryan Mets guy. Still am. You know, and then you got whoever else he was going up against. That, you know, that, I, I love me Ryan Mets. I love and me I, and I, and I told you what happened. Right. He crossed every T, dotted every I. He was named the starter. Throws two interceptions. He's replaced in the story. And, and but now this year, it's like you know. I think both fans, both the fan base, you know, there's. There, it doesn't matter, you know. Everybody feels confident in either guy. It's just about who's going to step up and be consistent. Production is great, but I think consistency. Who's going to make those plays? And you know, you've made a count. You made a great counterpoint because I'm over here thinking about skill guys. But what's UTEP's biggest problem since Trevor Vitito left quarterback? Quarterback. And my whole thing is. Because everything I read from the opponents, because I like to read the opponents like they're like they're beat writers, they're beat and writers, and what shout they, out to what, Mountain West Wire. Yes, what up, what up, y'all? What the the stuff that they're getting ready for? You know, it's UTEP's a running team. UTEP's a running team. UTEP's a running team. So all they're gonna do is put a man in the box and try to stop the running. So and at the end of the day, the quarterback's gotta step up, step up, and start making some plays. And that's. It's going to be hard to run the ball in Nevada. It is going to be hard. As as good as UTEP's run game can be, it, it's going to be tough to move the ball. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to spread it out. Another thing, we you know kind of sound like a broken record, but somebody Brandon's got to step up. Well, here's Kai's the thing. Got I to mean, step up. there's there's plays that they can put in for Kai as opposed to Brandon because we know that Kai is a more athletic quarterback. He can do, he create more plays with his legs as opposed to Brandon. You know, you saw those, and that's that's the one thing they did right away against Texas Tech. So I'm I'm like I said, I'm I'm more curious to see what's going to happen in the quarterback position in this game. You know, especially if Brandon doesn't start off hot, if the Miners can't move the ball. Here's the thing: like, if the Miners win the toss, who gets the ball? If you're Coach Demo, what do you want to see? You I want to see the defense. I, I go on defense. I go on defense. You know, the 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 counterpoint to UTEP's offense in this ball game is that Nevada really hasn't had a pass rush all year. 
you know, they, I think it was Purdue, even though they beat Purdue, Purdue threw for something like 400 yards on them, and they've only had three total sacks. Tackles for loss, only 20. You know, that that's that's low for a good defense like them to stop the run. So, you know, there should really be no excuse, you know, in terms of pass rush. And, and that was the that was the big change, like you mentioned last week was, or two weeks ago, was that they were getting to Brandon Jones. So you put Kai, who can extend the pocket a little bit. Well, now you don't have that type of a strong pass rush game. If they do start pass rushing, well, then you got to start looking at yourself if you're UTEP about your offensive line. Something I've sounded like a broken record with now oh, for yeah, three weeks. Yeah. So. Especially you know, with a team like this, because right. like I said, Texas Tech, I'm gonna let it slide because exactly. bigger, faster, stronger. Now we got Nevada. Like, yeah, they're a good team. Make no mistake, they're a very good team. A lot of people don't think that they're a good team, but they they did pretty good last season. Yeah, and, and you know what? I just and they like I said, they they beat Purdue. And, and I think UTEP can. I just I really feel if UTEP can run the football four or five yards, if they can get those big plays on third down, not only that, but if they, I mean they're gonna if, to win the game. UTEP's gonna have to get the big play and put up points. And I'm talking about the passing game. I'm looking at you know Brandon Jones stepping up and delivering a bullet to Trey Wolf and getting getting the ball to him. Protection obviously is a key. You know I think defensively, you know UTEP will be fine against the pass. I think you know the the quarterback he's gonna get his yards. I mean the the Carson kid he's gonna get his yards. That that's a fact. You know but if UTEP can bend and don't break, sort of what they were doing in that first half against Texas Tech. That can be something they can hang their hat and on. And this is going to be the first offense that it's not like a fast-paced offense right. compared to right. the last uh, Houston Baptist and Texas Tech and like where said, it's a fast pace. It's multiple. So uh, there's going to be – Mike Cox can bring another extra lineman. Correct. He doesn't have to go three down the whole time. You know, he can go even. He can go odd. He can bring backers, you know, if he needs to. They're not much of a screen team. We, you know, lo- looking at them last week, they weren't much of a screen team. You know, and, you know, so it's really – it's going to be interesting to see that defensive game plan how they've been able to evolve it and not only that but you know you're looking at the defensive depth chart too there's not really many moves I, I no they seen, really haven't I'm, made that many moves i'm seeing one where drawn low now is probably your every time corner you know you're looking at why keely ross who's probably going to stop playing in the nickel position he may come out and be a corner as well justin rogers is really starting to fill in at, at mm-hmm. free safety i thought he had a really i thought he had a two-fold game bad game in week one against houston baptist and then he seemed like he was all over the field in the first half you know open field tackling was also improved in week two and that's something that i think nevada may try to test as well because they have some pretty big athletes on the and the one thing i'll give the utep defense is in two games they got two turnovers it's something they really didn't have last season you talk about like Keely ross he's one of the guys that got that interception last week so i really want to see these guys step up you know i think when it comes for me the biggest focus is going to be offense without a doubt i think they need to take some shots like down the field i really do like you need to do something you know because right away if they're going to think you're running well throw a big old bomb i want to see what you can do yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that's going to be a key. I think getting Nevada out of the box, I think Nevada is going to really stack the box and, and force UTEP to run because they're a good run defense. And UTEP wants to run the football, but it hasn't been as successful if Houston Baptist isn't lining up in front of you. Now you'll see, okay, can this UTEP run game be a strength in Conference USA play? Big litmus test. You know, I just got done on a high school football podcast right now talking about all the teams in El Paso that have a that have a big test this week for UTEP. This is a big test for them. Not only that, because look what comes next week, conference play. That's Southern right. Miss. You know what I mean? So this, to me, it, it, more than anything for UTEP, it, it's just where is this program at under Dana Dimmel? And, you know, this is, like Monster mentioned, this is a team that 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 maybe this year not until a great start. They lost some talent from last year. Redshirt freshman starting quarterback. But 
This is still a team that can go to a bowl game out of the Mountain West. If UTEP can give them hell for three, four quarters and make this a game into the final minutes, that is improvement, my friend, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm, I would be disappointed if UTEP gets blown out in this game. I would be very disappointed because I feel the improvement UTEP made from week one to week two, now in a week three against a tough team that you should compete with at home, this is going to really tell us how far Dana Demo has took this program, in my opinion. No doubt there. I totally agree with what you're saying, especially the fact that first game, you know, was close, whatever, but you pulled off the victory last year. You, you would have lost. That game. You, you lose that game. That's, Maybe by I mean, even three or four touchdowns. Exactly, but they were able to win that game. They adjusted uh, Texas Tech, bigger, faster, stronger. You know, offense couldn't do anything. We saw Kai get into the game. Now we have this, what we're talking about, the quarterback. But now when you look at it, a team like Nevada, you really see where you're – now you, you you see where you're at, you know, because it's really hard to judge Houston Baptist. Because remember, a lot of people are going to criticize, too, that they don't hit in practice and things of that nature. So when you actually started getting into that game, game speed, things of that nature that right it away – like, It got real. <laughs> you know, so then you got Texas Tech, you know, probably the the most powerful opponent they're going to face this year. So now it kind of slows down for the Miners. So now we now this is going to be we're going to find out this Saturday where this team is for this year. You know, I really do believe this is going to be the real test this year. No doubt. I mean, this is a huge test at home. I expect 28 okay, 30,000. So well, let's let's talk about the attendance, you know. A lot of people like to like kind of rag on the UTEP attendance. First game for Nevada was at in, in Nevada against Purdue. That uh, twenty thousand people, almost oh. twenty one, not even twenty, like uh, twenty thousand one hundred and forty four against yeah. Weber State. And that's they win, but then they get destroyed against Oregon. They played at Oregon, fifty thousand. Of course, totally different situation. But then the next game at home, Weber State, they only have fourteen thousand. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and I think I think you'll see twenty eight to thirty. You know the way the gym centers build a little hype. I I was blown away. I don't know how I don't can't remember how much we got. You know we did talk about the crowd uh, and uh, the Houston 30, Baptist. 34. I mean that's impressive. I, I think twenty eight to too, thirty. Yeah, but if, I think it's impressive if if they do another. I I still think. You're going to have to do the $5 blitzes yeah. every game. I really do. I mean, because well, it's not enough for them just to, you barely beat Houston Baptist. You know, you, st you still got to do it. You know, not just the Friday not just not, not just one day. You got to keep doing it all season, I think. Yeah. And, and we'll see Friday. Obviously, we'll get that email and see what, what it comes. But I mean, what was most impressive to me, I think more than anything, you know, we were lifelong El Paso. And so El Paso's in event town. Um, that was a holiday weekend, you know, where everybody's cooking out. Uh, you know, shoot, I, I was playing in the tournament out of town. You know what I mean? Like, it was a lot of stuff going on. But to get 30000 for a Houston Baptist game, that shows that Jim Center's putting work. And we talked about that last time about UTEP's in good hands with Jim Center. We don't got to go yeah. into that. But, you know, I think twenty eight to 30000 is is probably what's going to be the average. I think maybe those $5 tickets may push it more. I'll have a plus one with me on Saturday, so what? that'll be interesting. But, uh, <laughs> but so let me get your prediction. How does this one go down? Miners win, baby. I mean, you, ah, I'm always going to say that. Come on, bro. I'm always going to say we that. We can't be fooled. I'm the homers sideline. On this I'm podcast. the sideline reporter. I believe in these kids. What's the line? It's 13 now. Well, 14 according to ESPN. I think it's like 13 and a half. Nevada. Okay, I'm not really good at the way this stuff works. So, right. UTEP covers if Nevada wins by 13. Let, if they win, well, it's 13 and a half, so it's going to go up to 14. So if UTEP doesn't lose by any, if UTEP uses less by 14, they cover. I think UTEP covers. I think UTEP's going to cover. Yeah, I think UTEP's going to cover. I think UTEP's going to surprise a lot of people. I'm telling you, like, honestly, I think what's going to happen is when they put in Kai, it's going to look totally different mm. and it's going to open some stuff up. Okay. You know, especially okay. I think Kai's going to be using 
uh, his legs to generate, you know, some yards, things of that nature. And then, you know, you, you got to remember, too, for Kai, that was his first uh, Game at, playing yeah. time of the season. His reps against, were so limited. Against, against Texas Tech. So he himself was not used to game speed as well and the timing and things of that nature. Because you can do it all day long you want to in practice, but until you actually starts happening in the game, you know, I, I think – if the Miners win, I think Kai has a big game. And I think we touched on it very briefly last week, but not only all everything that you mentioned about Kai, but he's also healthy. He was playing on two bad, badly like torn said, up he, ankles last year. He's got some year. weapons. You know, you got Devon Cooper. You know, I think that's – you got Wolf as well. But I think they got to take ch- – they, they, they got to take chances, yeah. you know. I mean, you really – I really I, I really don't think you go conservative. Right. You've got to. I mean, because you got to like – you have people show up. You're at 35,000. You get the win. Everybody left home happy. If you got a team like like Nevada, you get blown out. I mean, then you're going to be in real problem. You're going to be in a, a serious trouble uh, the next minor home game when they play UTS, UTSA here. Right. And San Antonio's got the, the, and UTSA, you talk about quarterbacks, they got a, a, a brand-new quarterback that lights out as well. And that's a young – we'll talk about that right now, you know. But, I, I mean, I'm looking at this Nevada game, and I, I see it being low-scoring. take covers, but they win. Because that, does, th- does that, that make sense? That's monster. Huh? That's monster. They'll cover because they win. Covers, but they win. UTEP's going to cover, but I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring ball game. The issue for me, and I didn't bring this up in my, my, my points earlier, but red zone, you know, they – there, there was a nice little, you know, shout out to UTEP and their game notes talking about 100% in the red zone, but there's only three touchdowns scored in there. You know, I feel that's going to be where Nevada tightens up, and I see it going Nevada 21, UTEP 16, but that 16 points, because I'm talking about two or three field goals, if they can finish the drives with touchdowns without those field goals, you're, that's an improvement. You know, that's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, Third and third and seven from the fifteen yard line. I want to see Kai make a play. I want to see Brandon make a play. You know, I want to see a receiver step up and make a play. That's what this team is missing. I want to see them use their tight ends more. Yeah, Jess Trussell. He, we thought he was just a blocker, and and he probably is mainly a blocker. But I think in conference USA football, you know, a Purdue transfer, big, you know, former Big Ten guy. We saw him do some things I, against I, I, Houston I guess, Baptist. I, I guess basically what we're trying to say is we want to see. A little bit more creativity yes, out, out of this exactly. offense, you know, but it but it starts with the offensive line. It does. It starts with the offensive line, and this is a defense that that's suitable enough and respectable enough that if you gain some confidence and you do some creative things, and it comes, it turns into success, and it turns into a couple of red zone touchdowns. You know what is it? Four red zone field goals, three red, uh, red zone touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. So we haven't we don't throw the ball well in the red zone. That's got to change. That's got to change, and that's why I think you know UTEP covers, but you know twenty one to sixteen because the red zone woes. There could be three or four field goals where UTEP drives well but they stall and that's what we've seen in the Dana Demo era so far just being a little bit creative once you get inside that red zone that's going to be a key. I, I think like I said this game is going to be the measuring stick of where we see this program you know that's how I see it going into conference USA play and that transition us in to conference USA play oh don't forget though six o'clock Nevada at home, ESPN3, I believe, is covering that one. But what you should do, if you do this on ESPN3, do what I do when the minors in the row. Turn down ESPN. No, no disrespect to my boy Andy Morgan and Trev Vitito. But, you know, listen to listen to the voice of the minors. Listen to the voice of the minors. Sure number one. Bernie Riconan, there's some guy on the sideline that's, that's, that's pretty damn good, that's too. That's me. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> so check that one out. Let's talk some CUSA football. Week four oh underway. 
I mean, look at this. Southern Miss is going to play Alabama. And I, they're heavy, heavy dog. This is the second. Oh I, I think somebody played Alabama uh, from conference. You know, New Mexico State. New Mexico, New Mexico State, State got, played Alabama. But New, New Mexico State got paid now. Make yeah, no they, 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 get they had two money games in a row. And, uh, uh, so look, it starts that Friday. It's my so bad. reviewing last week's game, Texas handed it to Rice, 48-13. I watched that one. Texas just looked like another level. I mean, Rice Rice is, is improving, but Texas just pushed them around in that if first there's tap. another team that's comparable to the way UTEP has been the past couple of years, right. it's Rice. Exactly. And we beat them last year, yeah. by the way. FAU beat Ball State. It's a good win for FAU. Put up a lot of points. Also gave up some points. Army and UTSA. And this game was a lot closer than the score indicates. You know, this was a lot closer. UTSA still trying to figure out an offense. You know, what's crazy about UTSA, it's not about this year. This team, two, three years from now, is going to be really damn good. They got a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors, a lot of guys that can play. Right now, for them, it seems like it, it's it's more of confidence, you know, of making plays. I saw a lot of mental mistakes. I really felt they should have beat Army, you know, in that ball game. Army does Army did run pretty well in that game, but Monster mentioned that Frank Harris, I mean, the guy is a beast, man. He had a touchdown that was taken away from him uh, because of review, but, it, you know, you get that guy out the pocket, you know, with his receivers. You have a six-guy, six-five receiver, um, Tyke Kellogg, I believe is his name. That's a guy that He's going to give UTEP problems when they play. Um, you know, they got two young running backs from that San Antonio area. Um, you know, Sincere McCormick, he was an, a, a really highly sought out um, G5 level recruit. So I was really impressed with UTSA in that ball game. Louisville handed it to Western Kentucky, 38 to 21. Good to see Western Kentucky not get embarrassed in that one. They're down, but it was good to see that. How about North Texas going into Cal and giving Cal all they can handle? Cal, 21st half our first quarter points and then North Texas was able to kind of get going there, slow the game down a little bit. They lost by six Mason five, 210 yards and two, uh, two touchdowns. Louisiana Tech taking care of Bowling Green 35-7 to last week, so a good start there for Louisiana Tech. Charlotte, one of the hottest teams in Conference USA earlier. They handled UMass 52-17. to Southern Miss went to the wire. 21 fourth-quarter points scored by both teams, and they escaped Troy 47-42. to Marshall continues to be one of the top teams in the league. They took care of business against a really good Ohio team 33-31. Duke knocked off Middle Tennessee State 41 to 18. Florida International with a 30 to 17 win over New Hampshire. Anything stand out from the early New season when you're looking at uh, Conference USA football as a whole? Uh, no, not really. It's just that, I mean, when you look at it, uh, teams from Conference USA, it's really hard for them to compete with some of the big boys. You know, that's what I'm noticing. It's kind of like what we expected so far, you know. Uh, Marshall is still impressive, I think, you know, without a doubt. There's two big conference games next week that we're going to be keeping an eye on. FIU visits Louisiana Tech. That's FIU who was coming into the season as a favorite. They lost in their conference opener. Louisiana Tech, they look the part of the, of the Western. They're nine and a half point favorites in this ballgame. That's going to be a really, really interesting game. And then with a budding rivalry, UTSA and North Texas. We talked about UTSA. We talked mm -hmm. a little about North Texas. That is going to be a really, really good ball game. You know, we we're talking about, um, you know, with UTEP about, you know, who's for real, who's for real. UTSA and North Texas, you know, that could be a big confidence booster for UTSA. And not only that, that could push North Texas back to that contender, into that contender talk after a quote-unquote slow start, but they've played a rough schedule like everyone else pretty much has. Um, 
Other games on the slate, like Monster mentioned, Southern Miss and Alabama. Good luck to the Golden Eagles. And you what know, is the spread on that game? That one is 38 and a half. I say Alabama, Alabama covers. Yeah, I would think so. That too. one I do understand. South Alabama <laughs> at UAB. UAB is a 10 point favorite. That's this, on the NFL Network, y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By if, the way, that's pretty cool. It was a I great went, broadcast. Yeah. That, the, the Army game was a really good. And then not only the week before, Louisiana Tech was playing yeah. Jackson State, I believe. I See, was impressed. But what's cool is that when you Open the NFL app looking for NFL scores as you start scrolling down. You see they have Conference USA stuff. I think that's pretty cool. That's, that's good. Pretty, that's pretty tight. That's Conference USA thinking out of the box yeah. for their TV covers. Can't blame it for that one. FAU hosts Wagner. There's no lining on that one. FAU should demolish them. Interesting game here. Virginia hosting Dominion, 20, Old Dominion. 21st ranked Virginia. They're 30 and a half point favorites. Old Dominion always plays those East Coast, I would I don't want to call them rivalries, but the East Coast Power Five schools. Traditionally, Old Dominion plays them well. Bobby Wilder is one one of my favorite coaches in Conference USA. I think they give them a little bit of, of a scare there, but I think Virginia will be able to roll. Baylor and Rice, I think Baylor really puts it on Rice. 27 and a half points there. If you're a betting guy on Baylor, they're there. How about Charlotte playing Clemson? So for Back to or basically in the oh same week, God. Conference what USA. What is the spread there? That one is. <laughs> Como? Wait, wait, let me guess. Let me brother. guess. 40? 41 and a half. You oh, my God. 41 and a half. I think Clemson covers. Clemson's looking good. And like we mentioned, UTSA in North Texas, 19 point favorites. Next week, UTEP starts conference play. We'll definitely – I mean, you're not going to take stack stock into that Southern Miss game, but, you know, clearly if, if Southern Miss does anything to give Alabama trouble, you know that's going to be on the radar of the UTEP coaches. I'm thinking, like, if, if they score on Bama, that's like a positive. Or they take thing. a lead. They take a first-quarter I mean, lead. That's that's for me, that's like, hey, you scored on Bama. That's awesome. You yeah. And you scored on Bama, right? Yeah. Well, Good it, for them. Was it Bama's, like – Four star or three star guys. I, I have no idea because they don't. They ain't scoring on the five star guys. Hey, at the end of the day, though, it said they scored points. It wasn't shut out. I'll give them that. Well, as long as the miners beat the Aggies in November, which I'm excited for, a little Thanksgiving football there. I believe it was the week before Thanksgiving. It's uh, the week before Thanksgiving, well, if I am so. correct. Or maybe it might be the week of Thanksgiving. Hold up, let me let me check. Where's my paper? Give me a second there. It is no. It's the week before Thanksgiving. The week before Thanksgiving. Because the weekend of thanks the weekend of Thanksgiving, that's when they wrap up the season against Rice, November thirtieth. So there you have it. Another one in the books. Make sure to check us out. You did covers by winning. They that's monster monster got the confidence. I'm gonna write the check you. on that one. Do now. it. So check us out on Twitter at Poodle Miners Bowl Radio. Make sure to find us everywhere where you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, like, share with everybody. Make your girlfriend download it. Make your suegra download it. Everybody <laughs> download the podcast. Help us out. We appreciate the listens. And my man, good luck on the, on the mic on Saturday. Hope we have a good job. It will be good to have Bernie Ricono back on the mic. Hopefully Bernie's at full strength, ready to roll. I'll be at full strength. Tyser's always, always at full strength. Always at full right strength. Now. All right, that's it. Put those miners, bro. We out.